240-587-3186. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. And it's 240-587-3186. 240-587-3186. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constancy Podcast. It's fucking 6 o'clock on a Monday. Let me tell y'all, I spent majority of my day in bed because of my period. I feel like my period needs its own fucking segment because it's always getting brought up, I think, at least once a month. I'm tired of it. Today, I had excruciating cramps. Crazy thing about the cramps is I've gone a couple months without having them, so I thought I was in the clear. You know how the body is constantly changing? I thought God finally decided to say, you know what, we're going to make life a little bit easier on Constance, and let's take cramps out of the equation for good. That was a lie. I definitely had them today. What's crazy is I woke up this morning. I ain't have them, so I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool. We're going to have a good day. Took a shower. I was actually ready to podcast, ready to go to the gym. I was ready to start my day. Them cramps came hard. I had no choice but to lay in the bed. My cramps used to be a lot worse, though. I don't know if anybody else can relate. If you can't relate, I am so sorry we had to live such a terrible life. When I was younger, I used to throw up from cramps. I used to throw up so bad to the point where I wouldn't even like have had the chance to eat because I was thrown up so much to the point where I was just thrown at my insides. It's crazy. It's crazy how, as a woman, we got to go through some bullshit every damn month. Just, 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 I don't even know what I'm going through it for. You know, it's crazy. I don't know too much about why the female body does what it does. We went through like sex ed. I think what's called HGD, human growth and development, where I was, when I was growing up, that's what they called it in school. But we ain't learned too much shit. We learned about the fact that we would get periods. We learned about the fact that sex was a thing. I think they did a quick brief rundown of what an STD was, HIV and AIDS, and that was pretty much it. <sighs> I love being a woman. I really do. I guess I don't think too much about it, but I love what I am, love who I am. I just wish that we could do something to get rid of the periods. Like, while they sitting trying to devise birth control, don't get me wrong, birth, birth control is cool. I've never personally used it, but I, I could see the benefit towards it. Although I've heard that it does some fucked up shit to female bodies. So now I'm like, I don't really know about that. But anyways, um, it's cool that they're devising the shit to make sure, contraceptives, cool. Let's get in the motherfucking laboratories and figure out a way to stop cramps altogether tylenol and pill i don't take pills actually i was gonna say they don't work i actually don't even take them i am very holistic whenever it comes to my healing methods i would rather go very natural than take pills even something as simple as tylenol so i don't have much of a method to stopping the madness i used to chew on ginger like ginger root that would help. The last time I tried, I threw up so much. I never went back to it because that was a bad go. Um, just really tough being a woman, y'all. Really fucking tough. But I'm happy I feel a lot better now, as y'all can tell. I I think I'm giving, feeling better energy. So, yeah. We're going to start with a bitch that you see that tweet. I got a couple bitches you see that tweet. So, I'm like, which tweet is worth, bitch, did you see it? Which tweet is screaming, Share this with the people. Let me open this one up. I was thinking today, I'm like, damn, I got a couple. But the best thing about a daily show is y'all can get all of them throughout the week, right? We're going to do this one. Bitch, did you see that tweet? Tweeted by Kiki Palmer. And it says, 
No means no, even when it doesn't pertain to sex. I was at a bar the other day, and this girl asked me three times for a picture, and I told her three times nicely that I did not want to take one with her. She still proceeds to film me against my will, dot, dot, dot. And then in response to that tweet, Kiki Palmer says, if I went off on her, I would have been wrong. So I just nervously laughed while my privacy was invaded upon. I don't get why people feel so entitled to taking photos, pictures, videos of celebrities. I guess I get it. You want to take a picture with a stranger. Essentially, that's what you're doing. But fine. You want to take a picture with somebody because you fuck with them. Don't get me wrong. I fuck with Kiki Palmer. I told you I don't follow celebrities. Kiki Palmer is one of the like two, three celebrities that I follow. I really do fuck with Kiki Palmer. But you got to understand that these people are people and they deserve some privacy. Fuck privacy, nigga. Their no should mean no the same way your no means no. I think it's ridiculous that people would take offense when a celebrity... Is telling them that they don't want a picture, they don't want an autograph, they don't want to talk, leave them alone. They deserve those basic human rights, space, and 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 preference and choice. And again, no means fucking no. It doesn't only apply in sex, like she said. And I think it's crazy that people. I believe this was a woman, which is which it's kind of irking me. Yeah, it was a woman. It's like from woman to woman, like we all as women understand that when a nigga is. Chasing us down the street trying to get our number. We already told the nigga no two, three, four minutes ago. No means the fuck no. Hunting me down does not give you the right to keep asking for my number. But yeah, it doesn't give you the right to reach into my purse, take my phone, and type your number in. That's the energy that this person gave. I hope they saw that tweet and they were like, damn, I shouldn't have did that. They probably don't even think that what they did was wrong because, oh, well, this person signed up to be in the public eye. That's fucking wrong and it's, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit weird. No means no everywhere the same way we want men and shit even women the same way we want people to respect our boundaries when we say no you gotta say fucking no um kiki palmer took this uh tweet and now you gotta say no you gotta respect the no that's what i meant to say respect knows if somebody tells you no whether or not you like it no means no and kiki palmer said here like she took the tweet and put it on instagram and then the caption to the instagram photo is clearly i'm upset about it because I hated that I smiled, but that is my defense mechanism to laugh or joke in an uncomfortable situation, and it and it misleads people every time. Uh, the fact that, well, hold on, literally I could be wanting to scream, but on the inside I'm still performing. The fact that I could tell people no at all is a therapeutic pro progress for me. Creating boundaries can sometimes be so difficult, but when you People please are always try to avoid conflict. You let yourself down every time I wanted to get into that. The phrase no, being able to utter the phrase no is a big fucking deal. I am learning to incorporate no into my life. So for someone to say no, that took a big step because they have decided that they're not going to please you. They're going to do what satisfies them. Life is all about pleasing yourself. So for one, everybody, don't be afraid to say no. You ain't fucked up for saying no, but put your foot down when you say no. And second, to people that get no's, it may feel like a slap in the face or it may feel like you didn't get what you want, but understand that this person is doing what they got to do to protect their peace. You aren't entitled to anything in this world other than your own shit. If the shit you need or the shit you want involves someone else, they have the right to say yes or no. And when they say no, respect it. It's crazy how though no can really be like no was one of the greatest boundaries for me. 
I would have at a point in time probably said I wasn't a people pleaser, but I think that I do have people pleasing tendencies. I never want to upset anyone. I always want people to 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 love me and be happy with me and and not feel a type of ways because I wasn't able to do what they wanted me to do. And that has been a detriment to me. It's, it becomes overwhelming when you're not able to satisfy these people. It becomes overwhelming, especially when you're satisfying them and you're no longer satisfying you. I told you guys that the real Nana Abba on Instagram proposed this question that she likes to ask herself whenever it comes to doing things for other people. She asks herself, how will this serve me? And that is something that I have taken with me since then. I actually haven't had to tell anybody no recently, but I keep practicing it in the back of my head because I'm like, the next time somebody asks me some shit and I don't want to do it, I got to ask myself, how does this serve me? And if it doesn't serve me, the answer is just fucking no. It's crazy how no can really be a hard thing to say. It's even crazier that it can be a harder pill to swallow because who are you to expect me to say yes? That's why I'm I, in that one episode, I talked about how everybody needs to detach from outcomes and possibilities. When you go into things asking questions, you aren't entitled to a yes. You shouldn't even expect a yes. You should just be proud of yourself for having the courage to ask and that's it, that's all. What the person decides is is beyond you. And don't take offense to it. I'm going to tell y'all one thing. When I reach stardom and I say no, motherfucker, no means no. Don't put no camera in my face. That's why celebrities like, well, I'll, I'll let me not even talk, touch on that because I don't know why them celebrities do what they do. But I've definitely seen celebrities Kirk on other, on, on people for taking pictures of them behind the scenes. Let's talk, I said behind the scenes, taking pictures of them without their permission. Let's talk about that too. I think that's very, that's not okay. And I don't do this at all anymore. Like this is beyond celebrities or whatever. I think it's, you'll get on the internet and they're just videos of people being recorded without their permission. That is so childish, so invasive, and so not okay. I don't know why people feel so comfortable recording other people and distributing that to the public. All right, I get it if you want to like send it to your sister to say whatever, but you put this on a public platform thing that you was about to do something, thing that you was about to use this person to 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 expose them and I don't even know what you thought she was going to do but everybody just be kind it's fucked up that people feel so entitled to pulling out a phone robbing a person of their privacy and recording that shit I get it you out on the streets everything is fair game but why would you even want to downplay somebody why would you even want to expose somebody why would you want to to send out negative energy in that way that is just not a good use of time to me Recording people behind, recording people against their will, taking photos of them against their will, taking photos of people and uploading it to the internet. I'm telling you, clout is one hell of a drug. We got people on the internet making up stories. We got people feeling so damn bold to take out their cameras to record you, to post it on the internet for likes and views. You can't even do nothing with those views after you get those views. That one video that you got that went viral, was it really worth it? You didn't get the money. You didn't get a contract. You ain't really did shit. That's just not cool. I don't really fuck with that. I used to do that back in like my preteen years, maybe even my teen years, maybe even my college years. But now I, I don't want that being done to me. So I wouldn't do that to anybody. It's just a sense of respect that you expect. And I think whatever you expect, you should offer to the world. You should give out that energy, treat people how you want to be treated in the simplest way, but in the realest way, like don't, just don't be fucked up. It's a lot of people that are fucked up. And a lot of people don't realize that they fucked up. But I'm here to tell you, bitch, that was fucked up what you did to Kiki Palmer. And anybody that takes pictures of anybody against their will, you fucked up. And anybody that doesn't respect a person's no, bitch, you ain't no worse than a rapist. 
I get it. You ain't actually do the rape of a bitch. No means no. Okay. Do, 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 do. Mm. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling right. Y'all remember last period? I was like, I'm having PMS. I had my PMS last week. So this week is a good week. You get what I'm saying? We're going to get into word association. For those of you that are new here, this is a bowl full of topics. I pick a topic. I give y'all my thoughts on the topic. We keep it pushing. We keep it moving until I feel like not doing it anymore. Okay? Ooh, PDA. Public display of affection. How do y'all feel about public display of affection? I think at a point in time, I would have said, ew, why are you doing that right here in front of me? That was me speaking from a better place. I think at a point in time, I would have also said, oh, don't touch me. I don't want nobody to see me. But I think that was also me not really liking the people that I was with. Just kidding. Is that honest? I think if there was any point in time that I rejected PDA, I wasn't really feeling the person. I convinced myself to like the person, to date the person, just to 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 feel good about having somebody. But I ain't fuck with them. Now I'm at a place where I don't care if you show the world that you love your partner in front of me. That means nothing to me. Now, a full makeout session in front of me, I've never even seen anything like that, to be 100% honest. I've never seen anybody wilding out, like, fucking right in front of my face. At parties, you see shit like that. It's crazy, right? People will be like, no PDA, but then you go to a party and niggas is twerking and fucking and grinding and doing the shit that they basically be doing in the bedroom in front of your eyes and nobody says anything. But besides all that, I don't really care if you do PDA. Um, I love to show affection to my girlfriend. I love to receive affection from my girlfriend in public places. We're not too touchy-feely, but I don't mind, like, holding her, rubbing her butt, something like that, or receiving that in exchange. And I'm not clucking to see if anybody else is doing that. I'm very big on minding my business when I'm out and about. So I don't care if you're doing PDA. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I would never cry, scream, or tell somebody that they shouldn't be doing it because that is not my business. Yeah. And I get it, too. It's like when you're in love and you're just so full of love and just blissfully, why not? Give your partner a kiss on the cheek or hold them or hug them or smile or just, I get it. I get it. Love is beautiful. Love with your partner is real beautiful because nobody, like, you just, you act in a way, what am I trying to say? Like, that type of love is different than the love with your friends. Like, if I'm walking with my friend, I don't think I randomly, like, hug her. Not even I don't think, I don't randomly hug her. Yeah, I don't. But with my girlfriend, it's like, you know, every once in a while you can give them a cute little hug or a kiss. It's just the 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 public display of affection really comes out with the partners, with your, with the with the romantic love interests. And it's cute. It's also cute when you see I know this ain't the same type of affection, but when you see like moms kissing their kids on the cheek, public display of affection on all in all different ways is cool with me. I love to see it being showed. I think love is a beautiful thing. Show it whenever you want to show it. Show it however you want to show it. Express your love. The world needs more people showing love so that people can understand that love does exist. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with it. I think PDA is a cool thing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I had to say about it. I don't think so. How do y'all feel about PDA? I just really don't care. I think it's crazy that somebody would spaz on somebody for kissing somebody. Talking about it's kids right here. Like, why are your kids concerned with what I got going on? <laughs> Honestly and truly. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, no, I don't get it. Because your kids seeing you and your partner kissing at the house, right? Like, mind your business. I think if everybody just minded their business a little bit more, the world would be such a better place. Because you wouldn't convince yourself that something is fucking with you when it really ain't fucking with you. Everybody in this world feels so entitled. Everybody in this world feels like this is their world. Like, no, bitch, you sharing this place, this earth, this planet. 
with billions of motherfuckers, everybody's gonna do what they do. You do what you do, you don't worry about what they doing, and you gonna shit gonna be cool. Shit gonna be good. Like I always say, if you got a problem, get you a microphone and a camera, set up your little set up your setup. And have you a podcast and talk your shit and can't nobody say nothing because you're talking to yourself. But when it comes to other people and you speaking to people, you ain't entitled to shit. They don't got they don't owe you shit. Life is not gonna move the way you want it to move all the time. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's go to the next topic. Again, if y'all let me know y'all thoughts on PDA, comment them down below. Next topic. Ooh, okay, I grabbed two. Put one back. Being submissive. I think I am a naturally submissive person. I have no problem being submissive. Actually, let's look up submissive real quick. I think that was something I wanted to do when I wrote it down in here. I feel like I am submissive. Like when I think of submissive, I think of the traditional female role in a relationship. It's cool with the kicking cool with the cooking, cool with the cleaning, cool with allowing someone to lead in a relationship, not like, you know, just, just sitting back and doing whatever it is that you need to do in your relationship to create that sense of, um, I want to, no, I was going to use the word control, but control wasn't it like dominance, just letting my partner feel like they, they could take the reins and the ropes of things. I feel like I am in every other aspect of my life. I am very dominant. I feel like I'm the dominant friend. I'm always the one that has to speak up. I feel like I'm the, I just feel like I'm always doing something going out with my mom. My mom don't understand something. I got to step in and, and, and speak up because my mom is, um, I mean, she speaks English well, but it's not her first language. So, you know, sometimes she needs a translator or needs me to help her with something. Like I, I have no problem assuming that dominant role, you know, um, family struggling with money financially, I don't mind stepping in to help pay something. I feel like I'm dominant in a lot of aspects of my life with my podcast, with just a lot of shit. So when it comes to being submissive in my relationships, I feel like that's really the only space that I know how to be dominant because everywhere else, a lot is expected of me. Maybe it's not expected of me, but I, I take that initiative to help. Sorry, I want to look up submissive just so I can not be speaking on my ass. Let's do submissive in relationship. I just was, that's that's what I would define being submissive as high. Things a submissive does in a relationship allow themselves to be used sexually at any time. I'm also submissive in the bedroom. Like definitely not a dominant person in the bedroom. You pick me up, you throw me down, you do whatever you got to do. I do not. I'm just not comfortable with, like, starting things. I'm just very... Whenever it comes to my partner, that's a, a whole new different side of me. Like, y'all see this? This version of Constance? When it comes to Constance and Ashley? Especially outside of my podcast. Like my podcast, I feel like I, I really... Like I said, I'm dominant. I run this. This is mine. So when y'all see us interacting here, I, I think I still come across as very, like, dominant. But now I'm very, like, okay, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, here we go. This is what this website says. Allow themselves to be used sexually at any time. Enjoy being dominated in a bedroom. Enjoy. Okay, hold on. This might be all sexual. Yeah, this is like, that was like a kinky website. That wasn't going to work for us. Sorry, y'all. Should have been a little bit more prepared. I, I, the only reason I'm looking it up is because, like I said, I feel like I don't necessarily have a good understanding of what being submissive is in a relationship. But I feel like I just assume the natural traditional female role. Hold up, y'all.
All right, let's run a brief intermission just so I can look it up. Because I do want to have an educated discussion. Not educated, but I, I just don't need a little bit more perspective, a little bit more understanding. I'm not sure why I put it in this bowl without knowing. Let's do a quick brief intermission. We'll come back and then we'll address it and do the rest of the show as y'all know we do. Run a brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again... The number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. Okay, I'm back. I couldn't really find anything on Google, but like I said, from my understanding, it's assuming that traditional female role. And first of all, I grew up in an African household. I'm used to seeing my mom. I was used to seeing my mom submit to my dad and, and, I think as I've, especially in the relationship that I'm in now, I think I realized that when you like someone, or at least for me, when I like someone, it's just very easy for me to submit. Very rarely do I feel like challenging them. Very rarely do I feel like challenging her. And and uh, I don't know. I just feel like I'm a lot more just just chill, like. I want to say what she says goes, but not even that. It's just like I'm not one to fight or complain or challenge or or. And I don't think she even cares for that. I just think naturally when I like someone, I'm very comfortable with doing things like I said, cooking and cleaning. Now I guess that's what I would, um, I would define submissiveness as. And I might have a poor understanding of what submissiveness is. But just as far as like cooking and cleaning, like I hear a lot of women saying, why do I have to clean all the time? Why do I have to cook all the time? I feel like um, when I love someone, I don't mind doing those things. I guess I don't want to have to feel like it's expected of me, but I am willing to do those things. Willing to do the cooking, willing to clean, willing to do whatever it is that my partner needs in order to feel comfortable in the relationship. As long as it doesn't, you know, cross my boundary. And I think in having that love, and being open to loving her, especially in a way that that satisfies her love languages, I'm just comfortable doing those things. And like I said, I come from <laughs> a life that is that has um, kind of, I want to say, forced me to be dominant, to be independent, to 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 take assertiveness in certain roles. And so, in my relationship, that's the one place where I feel like it's not expected of me. I don't have to do too much. And I bask in that, and I sit in that, and I enjoy it, you know? Like, I allow, I remember I went on a date one time, and the girl, like, opened the door, like, the car door for me, and I was like, oh, my God, that has never happened before. And I realized that there was a point in time I wasn't even allowing people to do that. Anytime I saw somebody reach and open the door, I'd go in, and I'd grab it, and I'd be like, oh, uh, I got it. But then I sat back, and I realized, like, wait, I like that type of treatment. You know, I was watching... The Knowing Knows podcast and Asia My Queen from the As If podcast was on it. And then as uh, the As If podcast itself does, like the host herself does have an episode on this. But she just talked about being a soft woman and showing the soft version of herself and, and being okay with being that, I get like soft woman defined as someone that allows people to open the doors for her. Just not feeling like you need to be so dominant and assertive in all situations, allowing yourself to operate in that. Feminine energy. I want to say feminine feminine energy. I don't even know too much about the feminine and masculine energy. But, you know, just being okay, being that woman. 
not necessarily trying to defy the just just being soft. I want to say not necessarily trying to defy the gender roles. I think nowadays a lot of women are like, well, I can do this. I'm independent. I can do that. I can do this. I can do this. I can do that. And I don't think that's bad. But um, I think for a long time, I was walking in that and saying that I'm independent. I can do this. I got this. I got this. And not allowing anybody to just come in and release me from. I want to say the shackles. I'm, I'm trying to be very careful with the language that I use because I don't want to miscommunicate anything. But I think y'all understand what I mean. Like finding having someone that comes in and releases me from the shackles of feeling like I have to be independent all the time. Um, yeah. Like I want my partner to make me feel protected because everywhere else I feel like I have to do that myself. Um, I'm okay with submitting. I want to know y'all's thoughts. I want to know if I even got the right idea of being submissive. I said that I was so used to seeing my mom submit. My mom and my dad weren't together for that long. But from what I can remember, she did, you know, submit. Um, and, and didn't say too much, didn't question too much, but not in a bad way. Not like the, the marriage was being, like, controlled, but it was just allowing... I don't even know what type of verbiage I'm trying to use. Y'all get what I'm saying, right? I'm going to stop talking because I feel like I'm talking in circles and I don't really know how to explain how I feel. But I think I did a good job explaining it. Let's go to the next topic. But let me know, y'all. How do y'all feel about being submissive? Are you submissive to your partner? Do you? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Am I submissive to every partner that I've been with? No, I think just with Ashley especially, I'm very comfortable in being like that soft person. Because I dealt with, I was dating people that are fucking with people that was that didn't really like me. So, they weren't doing shit for me and allow and I didn't t- I didn't allow myself to operate in that soft version of me or in that submissive version of me because I wasn't even receiving the energy that I wanted to receive from them. Ooh, okay, we got skin bleaching. Now, as a dark-skinned woman, I have never skin bleached. Uh I didn't I never skin bleached because frou frou Tyra Banks used to do exposés on skin bleaching. I told y'all I love the Tyra show. And I remember I watched the episode on Tyra Banks show. And she said that, um, and, it, and, it, and it highlighted skin bleaching. And it brought attention to the fact that that's not something you should do. And I remember at the end of the episode, she was like, y'all love y'all skin as a black woman. And so that made me straight, like, after, I think that that show introduced skin bleaching to me. And after that, I never sought to skin bleach. Um, I didn't even have any money to go grab anything to skin bleach. I didn't even think to, at the time, I didn't even really know that the internet was something that you could use to figure out shit like that I was so young I think I was mm, middle school like sixth grade middle school either way I wasn't concerned with skin bleaching but you know what I know a lot of people do shit on people that skin bleach I think one thing I realized that it is a cultural thing um depending on where you go there are a lot of cultures that are like skin bleaching habitually like it's passed down from generation to generation and so um people are brought up and in households that skin bleach normally, and so that's why they do it. I would never sit on anybody for skin bleach, and I understand it, it's definitely a challenge to get to. It was definitely a challenge to get to where I am as far as loving the skin that I I am in, and so I never want to shit on anybody for that journey. I think skin bleaching is a fucking crazy concept. I can't believe they found a way to take your skin from what it is to another shade with creams. I actually think I'm not sure, but I believe skin bleaching is for. I know they have skin bleaching creams but i feel like those creams are just to like lighten blackheads and things like that right and then people go the long way and just do everything i don't know it's challenging i think a lot more challenging in the the like 
I think it used to be a lot more challenging back in the day than it is now. I don't think, I don't know if many people struggle with it now. I don't know. I just think, I think skin bleaching is a crazy thing. And of course it's all rooted in loving yourself, but I do understand that it's passed down from generations to generations. And some people don't ever take the time to learn to love the skin they're in. Or some people think loving the skin you're in is getting it lighter. Um, At the end of the day, everybody love your skin. I wouldn't shit on anybody for skin bleaching. A lot of people do love to comfort the people that have the knuckle. You know, they always say, you can tell who skin bleach is like, to me, I don't think effort should even be put in picking out and pointing out who skin bleaches and shitting on them and writing long paragraphs about don't skin bleach, you hate yourself. I think just understanding that self-love is a is a journey for everybody. And while some people may not skin bleach, some people do do other things that, that highlight that they don't love themselves. And I think a lot of people like to pick one and say that that's better than the other. But the reality of it is, I think a lot of us struggle with self-love, loving ourselves, loving the skin that we're in. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bash anybody for their choices. Um, I think if there's anybody that's watching this now that is skin bleaching, struggling with skin bleaching, you're beautiful. I ain't even got to see you to know that you're beautiful. Always remember y'all, we're made in God's image. God has handpicked us, chosen us, created us. We're divine creatures and we are made the way we need to be. We look the way we need to look. You don't look like Susie and that's okay because you aren't Susie and Susie ain't you. And y'all don't got to look the same. We don't need the world to tell us what beauty is. Okay. If your mom never told you that you was beautiful, you're beautiful. But take it upon yourself to start walking in that and knowing that you are beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made, okay? Um, yeah, skin bleaching is crazy. I'm very blessed to have never gone through that. I think when I was struggling with my skin, I don't think... When I was struggling with my skin, I don't even think I had any solution to it. I don't think I was sitting trying to think, what can I do to get rid of it? Because I didn't know... <laughs> I had already... You know, I didn't know any other way to solve it. Like, I'd already seen the Tyra Banks show... And it told me not to do it. So I was like, all right, well, I'm stuck with it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Skin bleaching is it's tough, though, because I know in different countries, like I saw on TikTok the other day, there was a Jamaican woman, and she was saying that it was just passed on to her. And not only that, but she's stuck in the skin that she's in. Like, after she skin bleached, she just never reverted. So even though she realizes that that was wrong, she still gets shat on for it because people are always like, oh, we can tell you skin bleached. And it's like, all right, I'm stuck with this now, so what do you want me to do? I just feel like people love to cover up their hate with oh like you know they'll they'll say hateful ass shit and they'll put the blanket on it like oh you should just love yourself more or uh yeah like nigga fuck you how the fuck is somebody gonna love themselves more you saying this hateful ass shit how the fuck you think i don't know just i i I understand the intention but the reality is people just be fucked up anyways everybody be nice to everybody i think today's episode just reminded me to remind everybody to be kind, treat people the way they want to be treated. Don't judge people. Don't judge a book by its cover. I think that was eye-opening to see in that TikTok video that that girl, like she she bleached her skin, but the skin isn't reverting back. And it's just, you know, she's realized that that was wrong, but she's stuck in this skin. And so I can only imagine the hate that she's receiving on a regular basis based off of the, um, her past choices, but there's nothing she can do. And people act like they're so concerned, but really they're not concerned. They just want to voice their opinions on what they like, what they don't like, what they... TikTok is one hell of a place. I don't know if y'all ever looked at the TikTok comments. I told you I'll be reading comments. TikTok, Twitter, I read old, I always read comments. And on TikTok, the comments get nasty. Um, people on TikTok are so wicked, so mean. TikTok is full of trolls. Like anytime I click on somebody's page, not that they said anything wrong to me, but sometimes I just click on people's pages that like my stuff. Most people got memes as they abbies. They ain't got shit as they abby. Page is private. Like people on TikTok, TikTok is a wicked place. I'm going to tell you that. A lot of people on TikTok ain't being who they need to be. This is going to be the last one I pick out because we're already on 37 minutes.
Ooh, I pulled out oversharing. You know, sometimes I sit and I think to myself, do I overshare on this podcast? Am I saying too much? Oftentimes see people going back and forth about, not going back and forth about it, but I see a lot of people talking about how you shouldn't overshare, don't share too much. People are plotting on your downfall. And y'all know I always say, I don't think there's anybody really plotting on my downfall. Um, I wonder if I'm being naive to the realities of this world. And I don't think that I am. Um, people have said like, oh, people plotting your downfall, but nobody has fully communicated to me what that looks like. If it's happened to them, um, I try my best not to think negatively, right? And I understand that all that I do isn't good intentions. So when I tell y'all a story or, you know, I share my past, I share something that happened to me, it's because one, I've healed from it or I'm healing from it. And two, I want y'all to realize that you're not alone. I think the biggest thing in life for me is, is, uh, to or the biggest that like a lot of this podcast let me say the purpose of this podcast started out for me to show people that we're all going through this life shit together nobody's life is perfect and so if that's oversharing then I guess I do overshare but I don't see an issue in telling people about your story now as I was saying that I thought about like you know when you have those co-workers that you meet on the first day and they just told you all of their business that's a little bit wild more so because it's just like I don't care but at the same time I'll never take the story that they tell me and judge them for it I think I guess I'm trying to think like could that be a bad thing uh, I think at a point in time I probably would have said like why would you tell somebody you don't know something but like we're just all going through shit and if you're comfortable talking about it it's life like I think a lot of us like to act like there are some things we just shouldn't share um I grew up in a household where my mom was like you don't tell people about the family you don't tell people about shit that goes on in this house um basically you know you can be going through so much shit but you don't talk about that at the house and I think that's why like black people I don't know if this is like a black people thing but like that's why I was so against therapy when I was younger because I'm like why are you going to tell somebody you paying somebody to talk to them about your life I grew up in a household that told me never to go talk to people about my life and um I remember feeling so just overwhelmed with a lot of the shit that was going on in my life and I didn't have access to therapy like I told you guys I didn't have that relationship with my family either where I could talk to them about things and so when I finally had a friend that I could trust I, I wasn't just telling random people when I finally had somebody I could trust it was it felt good to like share the shit that I was going through and it was always nice to hear that I wasn't the only one going through stuff, not in like a sadistic type of way, not in like, a, oh, yeah, I ain't the only person going through bullshit, but just to understand that like life isn't perfect for everybody. And so um, that's why I feel comfortable sharing my story. And again, these are things that I feel from. Like, I don't tell y'all everything. There are some things in my life that I'm going through. Y'all don't know. But whenever I heal, y'all will know. Or if I get through it, y'all, you know, and I feel comfortable sharing it, I'll share it. But I, I sit here and I just question a lot. Am I being naive and sharing with y'all? the shit that I'm going through, but it's just life and life isn't perfect for everybody. And I would hate to paint the picture that my life is perfect because it's not. And again, I want, I want people to realize that we're all going through the motions in life. And I would hope that if you hear how I overcame it, or if you hear that I did overcome it, you would be able to hold on tight to know that you can overcome it too. Um, I don't see myself any better than anyone else. I know that, like I said, I know we're all going through the motions. And so I have no problem sharing that with y'all using this platform to to, to share that. Um, yeah. The other day, uh, it was the, one of the, it was the, bitch, did you see that sweet episode? Episode 149. I remember I, after I recorded it, I went out with my friends. I came home. And it took me a while to post that one because I was like, did I sh- overshare a lot? Because I shared about the, salon horror stories and I shared 
I remember I had also shared about that. My like I shared my non-negotiables, and I was just like, "Is that a lot?" But it's just what happened to me. It's just life. Like I don't know. Um, this has been a great. I I think I also used to struggle growing up speaking about how I felt and speaking about just 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 expressing myself. And this podcast has helped me to be able to do that in a healthy way. Um, yeah, I don't want to babble and go on and on and on about like oversharing why I overshare. But if anybody. If if there's anybody that's afraid to overshare, or you're reluctant to overshare, or hesitant to overshare, and you feel like oversharing can be a detriment to you, please let me know. But I'm a, I'm gonna say this: don't just say people are are praying on your downfall because my argument and my stance on that is that for one, I don't think people are sitting around plotting on me. That's just not what I like to put my energy towards. And if people are, I can't imagine that whatever they want to do would trump whatever God has set for me. Right. So. That's why I'm like, I don't see a, a downside in oversharing. Um, there can be people that take your shit and go, you know, tell the world about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I don't know. I think I, I'm becoming a lot less shameful. Like, I'm very shameless in who I am, unapologetically me. The shit that I go through makes me me. You either like it or you don't like it. You can hate it. You can go talk about it. You can go motherfucking make a whole youtube expose on why constant standing ain't whatever the fuck you think or whatever you have to say at the end of the day that doesn't change me and so that's just my standpoint but if anybody can challenge that i'm open all ears drop it down below in the comment section but have say more than just people plotting on you if they plotting on you give me some proof okay um we're gonna end that let's get into reddit y'all Really advice column submission time, but y'all know I ain't getting no advice column submissions because y'all be playing, so ready gonna hold it down. I gotta pull it up though. Today's advice column submission reads Dear Constance, I have no dating experience and I'm still a virgin. Should I pay to lose my virginity? I'm almost 21 years old and I'm a male and I still don't have any experience. I'm pretty awkward in real life and have had a somewhat sheltered life. I have read a few threads out of curiosity and most women of varying ages agree that it's a huge turnoff. Most of them said 25 was where it starts to become a red flag while others said 20. I don't want this to be added on to all the flaws I already have. I have been thinking about this for a little bit. Maybe I should pay to lose my virginity. It's not exactly what I want. I preferably like to be in a relationship, but I don't think that will happen with zero experience. Maybe I'm overthinking things. I can use some advice. Okay, 21 is really young. Being a virgin at 21. First of all, being a virgin and a guy at 21, kudos to you because I, I know the pressure that there is to get it down as a nigga. Even as a girl, like, it's, it's tough. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't pay to lose your virginity. It is not that deep. Your time will come, and if it comes when you're 30, God's going to match you up with the right person. I think there's a lot of societal pressure, societal pressure I, especially in, like, our 20s, to be busting it down every night. Ain't nothing wrong with not getting it down. And to the women that don't want a virgin, those just aren't the women for you. There are other virgins out there. There are people that are cool with being with virgins and sexes and everything in relationships. So I think the people that I really just don't, I, I really don't care too much about sex to be 100% honest that is not like a huge priority of mine I don't speak for everybody but I know that there are people that are not going to care because that are not going to care that you haven't had sex that are not going to care that you aren't having sex um celibacy is a thing there are a lot of people engaging in that I think you'll be able to find somebody that matches the sex interest that you have I wouldn't pay for it because you pay for it imagine you pay for it and the girl still don't want to fuck you then what and why the fuck you pay? don't pay for it just don't pay for it I wouldn't do that it's not that deep. 
no shade to the prostitutes, but you don't know what the fuck they got, and now you caught something or worse. Well, I was about to say, or worse, you get one pregnant, but you can't get one pregnant because, well, you could get one pregnant, but you you just paid the fucking, you dipped out so that baby wouldn't be on you. But we don't even want to be in that situation. So, uh, take a chill pill, cool it. You know, I wouldn't rush into the relationships. I wouldn't rush into the fucking. Everything is good. Everything is okay. Take your time. Be patient. The sex will come. I wouldn't fixate too much on that. There's more to relationships than that. That's what I wanted to say. I think a lot of people do fixate on the sex. And they say they want a relationship, but really they just want a fuck partner. Uh, I think there's so much more to relationships than fucking. And I get, like, sex. I understand that people believe that sexual compatibility is a thing. But like I said, like, what happens to the two versions that get together and they get married and now they got to figure out how to have sex? You know what I'm saying? Like... I just don't think it's that deep. I don't. Okay. So that's that. We got to get into it. Let's get deep. I got the box here. We're going to pick a random. I'm just going to do one. Maybe today's episode was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. This question is, have you ever gotten a speeding ticket? If so, why were you speeding? No, I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I actually drive within the speed limit at all times. My car is not even the kind of car that you want to speed in. God forbid I speed a little bit too much and I flip the fuck over. Like, <laughs> no, I do not. I've never been pulled over by the police. I ain't even got no real wood. Knock on wood. God, please don't ever let me get pulled over because I'll be nervous as hell. I've never been pulled over by the police. I've never gotten a ticket for anything. I don't even go anywhere to be getting tickets. But no. We're going to do one more just because I feel like that was a bit of a cop-out. Do you have a favorite artist? I feel like I've answered that before, right? I don't have a favorite painter, but favorite musician? Favorite musician? I, if, I mean, I don't have a favorite. After Lil Wayne, like after Lil Wayne, after I stopped listening to Lil Wayne a lot, I stopped having a favorite. Lil Wayne used to be my favorite. Um, I listened to a lot of Drake, listened to a lot of Chris Brown. Um... Lately, I've been working out, but listening to Lotto, listening to Coyle Ray. I listen to anybody that can do. If you can switch it up and sing, I love Roddy Rich. I don't know why I was just playing. Roddy Rich is probably like my top favorite rapper underneath Drake, and everybody else is just singers or artists. You know, I do really love Roddy Rich. Yeah, I love Roddy Rich. Seeing him in concert was dope. I, I saw him at Rolling Loud. I wish I had actually got to see like. Uh, just a, I, I would love to do just a Roddy Rich concert because I felt like Rolling Loud, he just picked the popular songs, and there's some songs that I get down to that aren't mainstream, and I would just love to see those performed. If he, I think he's very talented, um, and I love hearing acoustic versions of his rap music. Yeah. Is acoustic the right tone? Like, instead of the hard rap beat, he'll have, like, a live band, and he'll rap over it, and I just love I, Roddy Rich is that's an artist. I really love artists. The ones that can switch it up, the ones that can give me some music, the ones like the ones that can give me some songs and rap and do both well. I love it. All right, so that's the end of that. I hope today's episode was good, y'all. Shout out to you guys because I noticed my last couple episodes been blowing up. Shit been blowing up on Instagram. I fuck with y'all. Um, shit been blowing up on TikTok. I fuck with y'all. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. If you need advice, give me a call 240-587-3186. I was supposed to say that after I gave. Um, the guy advice but if you need advice call me you can also click the link down below in the, excuse me you can also click the link down below in the description box or the link in my instagram bio at constance the pod that will take you to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission 
please leave me a review and a rating after today's show. April is ending in five days and I'm still missing four more reviews and ratings. I told you guys I wanted 15 by the end of the month. So please leave me some reviews and ratings. Follow me on Instagram at Constance the Pop. Follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pop. Follow my personal pages at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. April month vlog is coming on YouTube on Black Mocha's YouTube. Bitch, did you see my tweet? That's going to be on my, uh, that's going to be on my YouTube. Excuse me. That's going to be on my Twitter, y'all. Trying to, all them social medias I just said, I'm, I'll be getting a little bit lost. Bitch, did you see my tweet? It's going to be on my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. I'll also share it on my Instagram story at Black Mocha and at Constance the Pod. Okay, this is a visual podcast. If you guys want to watch me, you can do so. Just search for Constance the Podcast on YouTube. But you can also listen to me on the go. You can play around on your phone while listening to Constance the Podcast. Search for Constance the Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I think that's all I have to say to you guys. Ooh, screenshot this, post on my Instagram story, and tag me at Constance the Pod. Um, let me know you made it this far. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Peace. 240-587-3186. 240-587-3186. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. And it's 240-587-3186. 240-587-3186.